Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Oh, and it is a beautiful morning. I tell you what, the sun, oh my, oh my, holy cow. It's really beautiful here. This is like the time of the year in Dripping Springs, Texas, where we get, oh, 30, 40, 50, you know, at night, just depending, and then uh, um, 60 or 70 during the day, sunshine. It's just very dry. So we've been talking to the rain angels, and um, we have a good week for you. Tomorrow we'll be uh, speaking with a young lady who has a beautiful book called Grow Now, about growing vegetables, you know, vegetables, and then also numerology. Numerology is pretty cool. Uh, there's a lot to that. Numbers are mean things. And so we'll have a numerologist on tomorrow, and I have no idea what we're going to do with it, but we'll figure it out. And then Santos Bonacci, uh, flat earther and uh, friend, and he's in Mexico, and uh, we'll be digging into the lost history of this world. Did you know that at one point in this world, and this is proven, there was a mud flood? I mean, mud everywhere that actually buried buildings because they've uncovered buildings and the first few floors are all full with mud. Maybe it's tied in with the the whole uh, allegory of the Bible and, uh, you know, 40 days and 40 nights thing. I don't know, but we're going to talk to Santos about that uh, on Wednesday. So get your questions in. Thank you. We're broadcasting every morning, live except Thursdays, OneRadioNetwork.com. OneRadioNetwork.com. On the first and the now the second our third Wednesday is a good friend and a great researcher. His name is Adam Bergstrom, and he has uh, two websites. Yes, no, uh, he has solartiming.com and Sunsink Nutrition. I almost got it there, Adam. And it also, Yes, No, Maybe is the name of the book. And Adam is looking like he's uh, in fine fiddle health, solartiming.com. Mr. Bergstrom, good morning. Thanks for uh, coming good on Good morning. Show. Yeah, now thanks for coming on the show. I'm close to uh, hooking up my little tablet thing so I can be able to start reading some of your books from Sunset, <laughs> from solartiming.com, right? Yeah, and I'm excited about that. I want to, I think the first one I want to get into is the, it's a long book, The Butterflies or Need No Taxidermist. You know, I think that's the one I'm going to start with, right? That's still my reference book. Wow. I go back to look at that. I look up things in that uh, just about every day. <laughs> How many pages is that? About uh, golly, I don't know. It's I was heading for a thousand pages, <laughs> but the internet wouldn't support it or what, how I was using it. Right. I used the cloud and right. they changed things up. Yeah. But it's, it, it's very large and it's in dictionary form because I like dictionaries. Dictionary form meaning... You'll put a word and then you describe what the word... And then I describe it. Wow. But, but like I'll have minerals for for like magnesium or copper. I might have a paragraph, for, you know, of 500 words in one paragraph. So it's really packed with information. And sometimes I go back and find information I didn't know. I find a lot of Ray Peep stuff <laughs> that he talks about that I find that I already had put in that thing. Uh, I, I first started writing Butterflies... I took a Greyhound bus from Carpinteria, California, 
to Caribou, Maine, and back again. And all I did was write it on the bus. I took my files and a bunch of index cards. That was the beginning of the butterfly book. What year was that, Adam? What year? Gosh, the 90s. I would say maybe 91 is when I started doing it. Wow. So I just sat in the bus with my (laughs) index cards and everything and filled them all in. Caribou made my ticket. My Greyhound ticket was 14 feet long. <laughs> the bus driver freaked out. He said, where the heck are you going? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I went to Caribou, Maine, got left off at 7 o'clock at night, walked in the parking lot till 7 in the morning, got on the bus and rode back to Carpinteria. <laughs> That's great. It's so it's Some of these stories you tell her, you know, there's a there's a great saying, Adam, in spirituality, spirituality that... Um, <laughs> You know, spirituality has to be caught and not taught. And I think you're a great example of that because you've had like 120 jobs, you know, 14 wives. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and you know, you have so much life experience. I mean, crazy. Traveling around the country. How many jobs, if you had to guess, would you say you've had? Uh, at least 100. Wow. Definitely, if counting the small jobs, painting and things like that, that I would do is like a, almost a contract thing, hay hauling. And <laughs> I got into the electronics field in Houston, putting in rear view projection screens for these uh, billionaires on top of their penthouses, you know, yeah. amazing places. But when I got the job, the guy who interviewed said me, told me, the last guy here didn't even know what a thermistor was. I said, really? That's really funny. Then I went right home and looked up what a thermistor was because I had no idea what it was either. <laughs> well, that's how you learn, you know, especially with so many things is when you don't know I, something, right? You just, you figure out what it is. You, you look. Yeah, I, I had a job in electronics. I'd never soldered before. The first job they give me is soldering 50-point connectors. <laughs> <laughs> yep uh. I do that with the the screenwriting where uh, I'll, I'll listen to people like you know whoever screenwriters on this master class I don't know if you've ever seen the pretty cool thing master class and Aaron Sorkin and they they say words and you know a certain scene you got to do this and this to make it work and all that and and that's the only way I learn is and I say well what is that you know I just so I figure out what it is you read about it and you you learn about it and and that's when, once we experience something, then we know it, right? Then, you, not to say you're going to do it for the rest of your life, but you actually know what it is, right? You, okay, yeah, I know what that, I know what that is. <laughs> yep. And you kind of got to stand on your own because uh, back in the day, a professional comedian told me when I was thinking of doing some stand-up uh, to slow my delivery down. Mm-hmm. Because I used to do like Strevis Moan, I'm a Revis Cone, the Wap Bop, a Loo Bop, a Wap, Bam Boom, Scooby Dooby Doo Bop, Bip Bop, Bam Out, Bam. But he said, slow it down, you'll never get anywhere that way. Look at George Carlin. You ever heard his really fast raps like that? Yeah. He was doing the same thing. Yeah. And he made it, he was more famous than any other comedian, probably, to this day. I used to love Carlin's early stuff. Remember the real early stuff? Uh, I don't know. It goes way back, maybe seventies. Uh, you know, hippy dippy weatherman. Yeah, hippy dippy weatherman, and but that was the days before he started dropping f bombs, and but some of that stuff was really funny. You know, the original stuff, right? Yeah, 
Well, he realized he was not a comedian. He was a writer. And that's when he put it together. But he's always been amazingly creative, creative and had a life of synchronicity. How he went from Fort Worth to with, with basically no money to Hollywood and was on The Tonight Show within 10 months. Is that right? It's, it's a miracle story. He tells it. There's a new documentary on George Carlin that goes on for four hours. Oh, I'd love to really see that. Good. Where'd you see it? On Netflix? Or it's, it, uh, no, it's right on YouTube. On YouTube. Easily available. Just put George Carlin documentary. You get uh, Interesting. Two, two and a half hours, I think. Oh, I'd love to watch really that. Really worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, you Very can actually inspiring. find the original show that he was on Carson. I, I've seen that. The original show. Yeah. And he was just brilliant. I mean, he just knocked Carson dead, boy. He just, boo, he was great. Really. On YouTube, they play all of his uh, Carson appearances and other ones, too. Really? Yeah, everything's on there now. Even the black and white uh, shows when he was on all kinds of shows at one time. I watched a uh, really wonderful uh, documentary on Don Rickles, uh, his whole life, and... Uh, Amazing stuff. I mean, this boy, you talk about somebody that worked at hard at what he did. I mean, he was, oh, man. He was all the time, you know, and and uh, he was always working on his his thing. And one of the one of the great scenes was he was at the White House, I, I believe, at uh, Reagan's inauguration. And Nancy and, and Ronald Reagan were there, and he just, he didn't hold back. You know, he just <laughs> he just ripped him. You know, just like he does everybody, and yeah. um, and they just loved it. You know, they just couldn't. They just laughed no matter what they he said. And people got to the point in Hollywood where if Don Rickles had not really, you know, ripped you up and roasted you, that you felt left out. You know, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> uh, those days yeah. of the old Hollywood days are gone. You still watching? Um, are you still watching Russian movies. Russian movies? Really? Yeah, I'm not watching anything from Hollywood anymore. I've watched still probably 150 hours of Russian movies in the last two months. Did you have you? Can you move your camera down a little bit? Uh, your name is kind of blocking your. Just dip your camera down a little bit. Oh wait, wait. That boy. Like okay. That? Yeah. There you go. There you go. That boy. Is that better? Hey, I got my one radio network. Oh, look shirt at on. you! You got your one radio network shirt on. Yeah, I need, I need to get some red things. I got black on today. What is that about? It's supposed to have red on Monday. I mean, come on. If you'd like to be on the show and join us, her 800 number is working. Well, it says ready, and you could try it. 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. So, uh, I've got, I got a few things on my list that I want to ask you about, but... You had uh, teased the idea that you've been playing around with some Russian strength, muscle yeah. building things. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. Tell us about it. Well, there's a, uh, I have to look at his name to pronounce it. It's Sax Saxolin. Pavel Saxolin. Oh, I know him. Pavel Saxolin. Yeah. T-S-A. Yeah. Saxolin. I know him. Now, he was interviewed extensively on Joe Rogan. But he didn't talk about the things that I was most interested in. And the most interesting thing that he came up with is that when I was lifting weights, we were taught to train to failure. Right. And he said, 
that's a mistake. Really? There's a difference between building a muscle and failure. And you get too much lactic acid if you train to failure. Now, that's right up Ray Pete's alley. <laughs> you know, the lactic acid causing the problem. And, and think of the uh, think of the words, the sonics of train to failure. <laughs> when you really think about it, it's an interesting concept. But he claims that all the strong men in the world only train to 85 to 90 percent of their max and never train to failure except to test how they were doing. So okay. maybe every two weeks they would train to failure because right. when you're powerlifting or in a contest, you have to trained to failure. His other point was that uh, we think of powerlifter strength rather than the bodybuilder physique as being a big guy, you know, a huge mountain of a guy with a neck thicker than the head. Mm -hmm. But one of the strongest, maybe the strongest man in the world called the pocket Hercules was 130 pounds dripping wet and he could lift three and a half times his actual weight wow. three and a half times now but what bodybuilder could lift three and, three half and a half times his own weight yeah no way i mean for me that would be like oh i'm 128 times 3.5 i mean come on no way i mean you know you know i'm gonna lift that right let me just do the math on that 128 times 3.5 that's 450 pounds yeah, that's yeah, I know. that's it's close. Amazing that's close, weight. right? Sure. Yeah, that's really happening. <laughs> how do you spell this fellow's so, name? Yeah, how to spell his name? I wrote it down. Let me put it in DuckDuckGo and see if it comes up. D S A T S O L I N E. T S seems to be it. T S A T S O L I N E, right? Yep, and it was. An, inter uh, an interesting two-hour interview on Joe Rogan, kettlebells and things like yeah, that. But I was interested in the principle of, the, I experimented with something. He said, if you pick up something like, uh, like a pencil, he said the trick is to gain strength, put all your muscle force into, almost like isometric, though he doesn't use that term. In other words, if I lift a pencil this high, I'm going to squeeze it with all my might tighten up my entire body basically flexing is what gets you the strength because a, a conventional lifter or person will only use 20 to 30 percent of his muscle strength and a professional lifter can get up to about 50. now if you go to 100 you will break your bones and actually your cartilage when when the federal federalis uh electrocute a person or you get hit by lightning the muscles all contract enough to actually break the cartilage off the bone and break the bones. So obviously you don't want 100% uh, contraction. But just by going from 20% of an average person to 50%, you more than double your strength. Huh. So the flexion thing actually works. I've been experimenting with it, uh, with squats, just getting up off the floor with no weights and squeezing as I go up. And actually, it's striking me automatically within a day. So, uh, so you're squeezing it. So would you do the same thing then with a, um, like with just one simple curl? Yeah, with one curl. Actually, but what he said to do, 
Uh, most people in the Joe Weider deal, you lift from uh, about 12 reps to failure. They tell you where you can't do the 13th yeah. rep. Oh, no. He said, no, you want only 85% of that. So he recommends using a heavy weight yeah. slowly. In other words, you lift a weight only four or five times. And you lift a weight you can only lift seven times. But you don't go to failure. You stop there. And you always make sure you're not fatigued because that brings in lactic acid and it ends up weakening you. You'll build the muscle, but really a bodybuilder is inflaming his money muscle. He's using inflammation to get those muscles, not necessarily healthy. Uh, now, it can work. Look at Bill Pearl. He, he's a... Uh, a vegetarian bodybuilder, been a vegetarian since 39, won all kinds of contests. He's 91 and still doing great. And uh, he didn't use that type of strength. But when Bill Pearl met Bruce Lee, uh, and they were comparing ideas on strength, Bruce Lee said, can you do this? And he took a, uh, he took a 75 pound weight and held it out in front of him straight out for five minutes Whoa. <laughs> and of course bill pearl couldn't do that one no way <laughs> they lift but the slower you lift almost to isometric but you move it slowly you get what you call high tension low velocity a javelin thrower uses high velocity low tension mm -hmm. they don't get the same muscle so you get more usable strength in a gymnast who can do the iron cross on the rings than you do with a because you're holding it like and you're this, slowly yeah. moving in and out of the cross. You'll get more strength that way. So you're doing. So I actually you're doing this as an iron cross when you're out enough. there like this, right? Yeah, you're just like holding that. yourself. That's huge when you hold yourself up like that. It's like whoa! It's like whoa! It is. My high school buddy could do that he, he was in gymnastics my friend frank broski he he was awesome for you know the iron cross the handstands on the rings all those kind of things so, but uh but anyway that's the type of strength that uh that is by slow motions so when i was bodybuilding i got i got large enough where someone came up and said are you on steroids proudest moment of my day but i never really got strong which confused me that uh, you know the other guys are pumping out these huge 400 pound uh, uh, bench presses and things I was nowhere near that right but I was getting muscles and the other guys weren't because I just had figured out a way to uh, following certain weeder programs and other things I knew like uh, Chapman's reflexes you can actually strengthen the muscle they're called you have a copy of touch for health i believe mm -hmm. the neurolymphatic points are actually chapman's reflexes and by working those before you lift with a certain muscle you can strengthen the muscle so those tricks i uh, use so so this pavel satsolin kettlebell russian dude um is he's more of a strength guy than a muscle guy right he's a strength guy as i recall More so his ideas on cardio and stuff have been criticized in fact I, i'm not so sure i go along with a lot of his ideas but the most amazing one was the idea that force equals tension so when you flex and move that's when you generate more strength when you and uh, when you flex i always and wondered about strength because 
strange things happen. After I studied with Master Chen at Jimmy and Faye Salvaggio's ranch, about the first time I hooked up with him when we did our first interviews, when I came into Austin at the old KLBJ, at that time, we did a lot of Qigong and Tai Chi exercises. Well, my calves were always weak, and they're actually a reflex to the adrenal glands. Well, when I went to Fort Worth, I enrolled in the gym and found out that now my calves suddenly were the strongest muscle in my body. While the owner of the gym was doing 10 reps with 280 pounds, I used to do reps for like 80 pounds, I was doing 20 reps with 300 pounds. <laughs> really? So, so I, I still had no explanation except something we were doing in the Qigong and Tai Chi exercises greatly increased the strength of my calf. Could you, could you, would you be strengthening the adrenals, which is always good, um, because the adrenal glands are what uh, get to, can, can get diminished when we react to a stressful situation, which is... Yeah, and uh, Ray Peak kind of disses the adrenal response, but I think there's something he's missing on that. Okay. The old General Electric uh, scientist discovered that our adrenal glands are in our skin. They're not where they say they are. The, uh, I, when I first got into Chinese medicine, I was confused. Adrenaline is in the middle of the... Uh, the adrenal gland supposedly in the medulla it's called and cortisol the slower chemical that causes a lot of damage to people was on the outer part well in yin yang theory yin is always in the middle so what was the yang doing in the middle of the adrenal glands i never could figure this out <laughs> then i found clues that we had adrenal tissue in other parts of our body and that there was more of the adrenal med, uh, medulla that was outside of it. But then, by reading information from General Electric that has been repressed, because this was in the 20s they discovered it, wow. that every cell in your body that has phenylalanine or tyrosine in what's called the hypodermis of the skin is an adrenal cell. And that we actually have the ability to change the color of our cells, just like an octopus or a uh, chameleon. And and Adonal Lay could do it. So when I found that research, I realized that's how Adonal could turn from an oriental with a yellow complexion to a red complexion every time he went to Arizona. <laughs> so we have these abilities that we don't know right. simply because we don't understand that we have four nervous systems. Two yin and two yang. We have a sympathetic sympathetic nervous system and a hypodermal system, which are the yang. And we have a parasympathetic and an enteric gut-based nervous system that are yin. Because I always wonder, how did we end up with three instead of four? Talking about numerology, I guess. Yeah. It's uh, so, so fascinating that we are learning so much with folks like you and Ray Pete and, and others and myself looking at how the body works. I, I don't think we, I think we're just scratching the surface about the miraculous aspects, you know, of, of us souls being in the body, you know what I mean? I think, 
I think we're just now saying, wait, wait a minute here, what's going on? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Donald Lee always said, uh, who was my main mentor back yeah. in the day, uh, we sell ourselves short. Yeah. Because we have all these powers. Uh, in fact, Pavel said that our muscles are already uh, know how to lift a car up to save somebody who's trapped under a they, car. It does. It we do, right? Stress. Yeah. They just haven't they just haven't been taught to do it yet. That's his conception and it makes perfect sense. So uh, his concepts of flexion are particularly interesting to me and uh, kind of a missing piece. You know, you find missing pieces later. Right. The machine didn't work. Oh, I'm missing this one part. This one simple part would make it work. Does and you know he has a lot of that. Does he have stuff you know, I was just trying to look at one radio network to see if I could find the podcast because I know I interviewed this fellow one time long ago. Really? But yeah, I did because I got his book and I thought it was really cool. But I, th- I think it was on KLBJ's why we don't have it in our archives. It was on KLBJ, but I remember the name Pavel Satsaline. I remember very clearly. Uh, I don't know how I even found him. Wow. He's still around though. Right? I mean, that was 30, 40 years ago. Well, in the 90s. Yeah, I think he's yeah. in his 60s now, and he's still coaching, and uh, he's been around since the 50s, though, I believe. Really? Is his stuff on YouTube? Can you get YouTube videos? Oh, yeah, all over YouTube. I'll check out some of his the stuff. The entire oh. Joe Rogan show and lots of it. So. But, I mean, stuff where he is on and just talking and demonstrating lifting, does, you can find yeah, those Yeah, I, I found more in going to find the printed material on the Internet I see. where I found this information. Because then... I wanted to find some vocals so we could listen to it. You know, I had a leisure. Couldn't find anything. He doesn't talk about the same principles that he does that were written. Hmm. And that's what first interested me because I got results. Yeah. And to me, I'm a results-based guy. You know, I'm from Missouri. You got to show me. Me too, baby. That's what I, I keep doing stuff. If and, it doesn't work, I try something else. <laughs> right. right. And, and anyone who listens to me say something, some of the things I say are so amazing that people say, what the hell? You try it. See if it works. If it doesn't work for you, it's useless. You know? Right. It doesn't work. Adam Bergstrom is with us, and it is February 7, 2022. Our 800 number is working. I'll try it during the commercial just to confirm, but it says ready, so I think it's working. <laughs> uh, I think. I think it's going to work. And so join the show or by email, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. I think we have a little sale going on uh, with um, Adam, we'll be right back to you. With um, which one is? Oh yeah, for Valentine's Day. If you want to get into a little taboo thing, where? Let me see if I can find it. I pulled it up this morning. If I could find things on my my computer, I'd be a lot easier. It's from uh, Daniel Vitalis and Taboo. I, oh, let me go to this other file. I know I can get it. There it is. I knew I could find it. I knew I could find it. At the end of the night, the only place I want to go is back into my bedroom. And the supplement I take with me is Sir Thrival's Taboo Aphrodisia. It's an erotic herbal elixir made with several different aphrodisiac herbs and two key nutraceuticals. It's finished off with cacao, maple syrup, and a little vanilla bean for a super sexy flavor. And what it's designed to do is increase blood flow for both men and women. 
come to bed, baby. Don't worry. We're married. It's <laughs> hilarious. Taboo is now on sale between now and I think uh, Valentine's Day, which is what be a week from today. Yeah, fifteen percent off. Oh, you're going to get some uh, Taboo Elk Velvet Antler. Wow, CBD and Shizandra. These are Valentine Valentine Day favorites. Use promo code Love. 15, 15% off between now and uh, the 15th. So that's pretty cool. And Easter Thrival Link, use promo code LOVE, LOVE, 15, get 15% off um, on Daniel Vitalis. I got lost again. Hold on a second. Man. We might as well tell you about CBD since it's on sale too. I think we've got a video of Daniel and CBD. I love running my own businesses and getting to work for myself, but it's not without stress. Each day I'm producing my TV show, recording for my podcast, managing my teams, rolling out new products, and of course I'm attending endless meetings. So at the end of the day, I'm looking for ways to de-stress and calm down. One of the ways I do that is by getting into my sauna where that heat helps to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which calms your body down but I also supplement with Sir Thrival's CBD-3. Now you've probably heard about the benefits of CBD, things like reducing inflammation, reducing anxiety, helping to get the body out of pain, and helping to calm the nervous system down. And I'm using it for all those benefits. But a lot of people have tried CBD and they think it's ineffective. And that's because they're using low quality products that they get at the convenience store, at the health food store, or at the smoke shop. CBD3 is different. It's made with three CBD extracts in one. Now the first is a scientifically validated and seriously studied CBD nutraceutical. It's nano-sized and it gets into your bloodstream almost immediately, giving you instant benefits. The second's also a heavily studied and scientifically validated nutraceutical. This one's liposomally delivered. It gets into your body's fat and it stays there longer, giving you up to 24 hours of those CBD benefits. The third is a full spectrum hemp extract that contains all the benefits of the hemp plant, all those polyphenols and terpenes that give us all those medicinal qualities. Sir Thrival CBD3 comes in two flavors, natural and peppermint, and it's available in a variety of strengths too. There's even a formula for pets, so if your dog or cat is getting older, has inflammation, arthritis, or is in pain, it's a great way to get them moving again too. If you've been let down by low quality CBD products or you're looking for a full strength formula, give Sir Thrival's CBD3 a try. Just trying to figure out um if this 800 line is working, let me, if I knew how to work my cell phone. <laughs> Trying to test this 800 now, it didn't connect. Anyway, uh, so those are both on sale right now. Use promo code LOVE15. That's great, 15% off. So we have the Elk Velvet Antler, the Taboo, Shazandra, and CBD. I use CBD virtually every night and I tell you there's something really nice going on with this product and it does help uh, relax and um, it really is it really does so with the sauna and um, 
cold shower and then CBD and every now and then I do a little hit of melatonin. And I got these guys too. And uh, these are something you might play around with. Um, these are like uh, blue blocking glasses, you know. I could be an accountant, don't you think? Hello, hello. Oh, anyway, but these are clear, but they block all the blue things. So I'll put these on at night if I'm going to watch a, you know, on the computer or work on my screenplay while I'm breathing my hydrogen. I want to talk to Adam um, about this whole idea of eating God and, and eating less food and gaining weight because something's crazy going on here, and I think he'll he'll enjoy the conversation. But to precede it, just a quick little plug. You know, hydrogen is a food. Uh, It is a real food. Stars eat hydrogen for breakfast. That's what they eat. And so I think uh, breathing this hydrogen that I've been doing uh, and doing a lot more lately since I got my machine back, I think it's another reason why I think that we can eat less and also gain muscle and actually gain weight and eat God. So if you'd like to experience the hydrogen machine, um, check it out. It's on our front page. It's Brown's Gas. It's got that fourth phase of water we talk about. I can give you a quick little picture of it here before we go back. And um, it's a wonderful, very uh, well compact, um, highly engineered. And uh, he has some safety features that no other hydrogen machine that we know of has. George says, I think I make the best hydrogen machine. But you can get you can get cheaper ones, you can. But uh, George has it if the water level gets too low or gets too high, which is not good. Uh, he has uh, controls and lights, and uh, and uh, you can dial in how much percentage according to your weight that you want to uh, breathe. So it's cool. And then you drink the water. It's a very powerful um, uh, molecule. Um, I think it's one of the most. I'll ask. I think it's one of the most prolific molecule hydrogen. And it's on both sides of the uh, animus totus of the um, um, elemental scale. Both sides. <whistles> hydrogen. Hydrogen machine. Use promo code one radio OneRadioNetwork.com. Both sides. Both. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is One OneRadioNetwork.com. Mr. Bergstrom, Adam Bergstrom, yes, no, maybe, chronobiotic nutrition, that's his, uh, his book, and if you'd like to go to his website, he has two of them. The first one is you pay 99 Federal Reserve Notes, Sunsink Nutrition, and he has all kinds of cool features there. That's a lifetime deal, right? Right, Adam? Lifetime. Yep, <clears throat> as long as we're around, as long- hopefully a long time. You're not going anywhere, right? Anyways, uh, and then also... <laughs> And then also uh, solartiming.com, and that's where I'm going to get my ebooks, Butterflies Don't Need Taxidermists, and also The Mind Hacking. Those are two of your faves. Mind Hacking and about 40 other books, too. Wow. I've been very prolific lately. <laughs> and, then, and then if you have one of those little reader dealies like I have that I haven't been able to, I'm now figuring out how to use, you can use the PDFs and read it in there, and you can read it on your little whatever it is, right? Kindle, what they call Kindle. Right. It even can be hooked up uh, with uh, sound somehow. I, what do you mean sound? Every gal knows all about that. There's ways to hook it up so you can hear it read. Now, really? some of my books, like uh, Yellow Fat Disease, are so technical because in Yellow Fat Disease, 
if I go telling people that omega-3 oils are bad, and there's a million other studies, I had to have evidence. So rather than me saying it, I had all these other, uh, basically, other people saying it who were scientists and who did the research and showed every creature in the world is subject to yellow fat disease and Monsanto, Bayer, and DuPont know about it and capitalized by saving us from yellow fat disease by removing omega-3 oil from all their products wow. by GMO methods. And that's mainly with the omega-3, but that would be oh, all kinds of things like you see at the store, Western oil, canola oil, whatever, cottonseed oil, or and then fish oil, even at the natural food stores, right? That's got loads of omega-3s. No good. Not good. Well, it's not in canola oil. It's not in any of those oils. Oh, it's and not. not that they're good for you, but they won't give you yellow fat disease. The only way you get yellow fat disease is from omega-3. Now, you can go crazy about this. The person who can figure a way to stop omega-3s, which are in everything, even in coconut oil, you have a little bit. They have solved aging. Aging and yellow fat disease are one and the same. So Out of the seven is, deadly what, sins of aging, yeah. three of them involve yellow fat disease. So why did God put omega-3s out there if it makes us, forces us to get old? I mean, that doesn't make sense. Well, think about it. If someone came to your house and was burglaring, uh, burglarizing it, what would you do? Stop them. Yeah, so that's what plants do. They can't run away from us. Like, if you go to uh, catch a tiger, are they going to just sit there? They're going to try and eat you, too. Hmm. But a plant can't do that. They have no legs to run away. Right. So they indulge in chemical warfare. And uh, some of the most deadly poisons, like ricin, you know, the James Bond poison? Yeah. You just touch the person in the neck as they walk by with the umbrella, you know, like in the movies. They're dead within one minute. Ricin is so poisonous. It's a lectin, by the way. It's a lectin. So mm. plants, if plants have ever tried to eat oleander, <laughs> fortunately, it tastes so bad, few people get poisoned by it because it tastes so bad, you spit it out immediately, even children. So, so what, plants have, what plants have the most uh, omega-3s that we don't want? Uh, fish oil, fish probably oil. salmon and things like that. But here's the thing. Since all plants defend themselves, there's no way to avoid them entirely. So you can go crazy. Your, our livers are meant to defend ourselves against it. it. It takes poison and it can handle it. This thing is overload. Now, when you eat salmon, it's different than taking the salmon oil, you know, because at least there's other nutrients in the salmon, like right. vitamin E and a lot of minerals and the, vitamin C, things that protect you against it, even selenium. But when you just go and take an oil by itself, now I'm not saying that omega-6s are good. I, I would not touch canola oil in anything in a bottle in a store in a plastic bottle to boot. Yeah. All that plastic comes into your oil. Uh, I wouldn't touch it. But it doesn't cause cause yellow fat disease. I see. Okay, that's, a, that's another Other issue. people have written about yeah. that. I couldn't buy, write a single book about why omega-6s are bad. I know they're bad. I avoid them. It's not my department. But because it's so easy to prove, very few diseases can you find a link. They argue where cancer comes from, where this comes from, where that comes from. With yellow fat disease, all you have to do is put bear, lipofuscin, ant, lipofuscin, salmon, lipofuscin, 
It's clear where yellow fat disease comes from. And that includes muscular dystrophy, Alzheimer's disease, muscular sclerosis, uh, Parkinson's disease, Lou Gehrig's disease. All of these are branches of yellow fat disease. Wow. Autism. Well, I, I quit eating salmon after I really got that. You know, I used to eat it. But <laughs> after I really got you that. You know, occasionally your liver can handle yeah, salmon. Yeah, yeah. If you're starving, you're out in the wilderness. Yeah, I would eat a salmon. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, when I can do otherwise, I'm going to take a food that's uh, better. If I'm on the road and I have to eat a Twinkie or an Egg McMuffin, I'm going to do it. By the way, Egg McMuffins were invented here in Santa Barbara. A lot of people don't know that. Were they? Oh, McDonald's. I've already told you, and I'll just do it quickly, but when I worked at McDonald's in 1964... I was getting a buck fifty an hour, I think, or something like that. <laughs> and um, I was in college, first year, and uh, it was real food, man, real food. They, uh, <laughs> the ground beef came in fresh every day. We smashed it down with a spatula. Uh, we used to peel the potatoes, literally peel them, and then put them in a, a peeler and, and or put them in a thing and make the French fries. Interesting. And then we were using, guess what we were frying them in? Hmm. Beef tallow. Hmm. The safest thing in the world to fry things in, beef tallow. That's why they tasted so good. Beef tallow is like so, you know, it's like so strong. You can heat it up and you won't kill yourself with beef tallow. You know, we, I get beef. You will never get yellow fat disease. No, not from beef tallow. I get it at the farmer's market. They have a grass-fed guy and I get a little thing of beef tallow. Sometime, if I'm going to cook a little piece of meat, I'll use that. But that's what McDonald's used to be. Ray Kroc knew what he was doing. <laughs> he started with real food. We had real ice cream, uh, real French fries, real real potatoes, you know, real meat, real cheese. But, you know, those days are long gone. <laughs> long gone. Yeah, long gone. Yeah. Mm. It was amazing. And the fries were, think, I think, at the day, at the time, they were 10 cents. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Jennifer Daniels, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, is right about lettuce, iceberg lettuce. Well, Good see, food. I'm glad you brought that up because she said on a past show, well, iceberg lettuce is really a good thing. So I have it on my list to ask you, um, is it good? It's a good lettuce? Very good. Now, it's high in uh, opioids. Opioids. But, yeah. Now, Ray Pete doesn't like lettuces of any sort. He said they rot in your intestines. If you are on solar nutrition and have a healthy bowel, you have three or four bowel movements a day. No way that lettuce is going to ferment. It's not going to ferment. But there's some people who who have one bowel movement every three days. I've met them that have one bowel movement a week. Then, yes, he's got a case. Right. But if your bowel is functioning correctly, lettuce is not going to do that. And plus, don't you think or do you think, for me, I don't eat lettuce raw. I cook it. All lettuces. I just cook it. (laughs) My grandma used to cook it, and she says, oh, it's easier to digest, cook it. And that's where I got it years ago, well, you know, 50 years ago. Um, boy, if you cook up, if you cook up uh, organic iceberg lettuce, I've been getting it since she said that, it's really crunchy and good. You know, a little olive oil and salt. Oh, man, come on, forget about it, you know? We tried it off of you talking oh, about the, it, the, and it's delicious. Isn't it delicious? Yeah, really, really even, good. even the, uh, what's the other big one that's nice, uh, Lettuce, the, you know, the big, 
big hard one, thick one. You know which one. I, romaine. That's a nice one to cook as well. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I hung around with a uh, woman from uh, Canada that uh, ate ahead of lettuce every day, practically. Iceberg lettuce. I'll yeah. be d- I wonder where that and whole... She was healthy. She, she was a roofer. How many women do you know who can work as a roofer? Huh. She also wasn't afraid of heights. She would stand at the edge of the roof and think nothing of it. <laughs> yeah, amazing lady. I wonder she where... was a complete vegan. She, yeah. did, she did, did well with it. I wonder where the I, whole the iceberg lettuce is, is evil. veganism. It didn't yeah. work very well for me. No, no. I wonder where the whole iceberg lettuce is evil thing, because it's been around the natural food industry for years, hasn't it? Oh, it's terrible. Don't eat that. No. Well, the thing is, all of our vegetables have been evolved. The tomato used to be about that big, you know, about the size of a blueberry in South America. Wow. The Italians uh, did... Uh, breeding, intentional breeding, and got it to where it is. Hmm. Same with cauliflower, same with broccoli, bananas. Everything you see is not what it was at one time. Hmm. Yet that's healthy. It seems to suffice. The iceberg lettuce, the same thing. For some reason, it just got a bad rap because I guess we were buying it at uh, Safeway or Vons or things like that. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's good, though. And uh, I use it when I need it to calm down because the opioids in it will relax you oh. you know so maybe I'll eat that at night then that. I'll, I'll add that to my nighttime vegetable not alright now here's the thing lettuce is white at the bottom the white part is a nighttime food and the green part is a midday food and so in nutrition so mm. you can eat lettuce uh, I put lettuce in your salad both times just use the white at the bottom, the bottom inch or so, for your nighttime. Same with celery. Celery has a white part yes. and a green part. I see. Cut off at the white. It's in your your uh, nighttime salad. And in your daytime salad, you use the top. Pretty cool. And I just checked it, and our 800 line is, our toll-free line is working. 888-663-6386. We are live here February 7, 2022. Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone, and OneRadioNetwork.com. We're going to talk about numerology tomorrow and also how to grow these little veggie towels that we are, uh, my grandma, that's how she used to call them, veggie towels. <laughs> that's what she, she, she used to say. But when I was over in Sicily uh, long ago, they had, I don't know where they got these vegetables. They served vegetables every meal with some of the best vegetable. I mean, of course, they were mostly just olive oil, salt, and pepper, so I guess it didn't matter what vegetable it was. It just tasted great because the olive oil is so amazing over there. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Um, how's your farmer's markets doing there? Are you guys still having to mask up and be silly and six feet apart, or are you free birds out, out there? Uh, they've lightened up quite a bit on them now, mm-hmm. and uh, but we're still under mask mandate till March third because of Omicron, and still a lot of people are wearing masks. By the way, two years ago I said that the mask would be the new seatbelt. Some airlines now I understand are saying that masks are a permanent deal now. I think that's you know, true. Like chickens, they, I believe that permanent. it's going to be a permanent thing for. Um, uh, airlines, which is weird, you know. It's like, as you say, I mean, to this day, taking off our belts and our shoes to fly from nine eleven, which 
but it's a false flag anyway. You know, it just, these people are crazy, man. They're just control freaks, Adam Bergstrom. Really? Really? It's, it's, it's ridiculous when you think of it. The chance, even the chance of getting uh, killed in a hijacking are so much less than getting killed in an auto accident from a drunk driver or just going off the road or skidding or having a blowout. Yeah, the odds are, it's ridiculous. And it's all about control, all about government control. Control and power. Yeah, so I won't be flying much because I don't think I want to be sitting on, I'm just not going to do it. You know, I just, I'll drive. You know, I just. <laughs> An interesting thing too, people think that the economy has suffered from uh, from uh, COVID, but it's actually grown. The thing is, all the money is being transferred. All the money is being made by the medical profession now, the Huge. medical police state. Huge. They're making the money. Even on Omicron, it's gone up. This, all this, uh, you can't get supplies is artificial. It's all created artificially to make money. When people will line up for miles to have a thing stuck up their nose is ridiculous. Here they're given free tests, but you can't get, if you aren't tested for COVID or have a vaccination in California, you're screwed. You can't get in a hospital to even get a simple dental procedure or, or go to a, a, uh, an optometrist. Is that right? Wow. Oh yeah, you have to you have to have proof of not having COVID for three days before you go in. Get a heart attack, get the test, and wait three days to get into the emergency room. But um, you know, we know that these um, these tests are, are bogus. I mean, how are they getting away? <laughs> it's like <laughs> the tests are invalid. They just don't work. They just don't work. And. I'm, not going to preach to the choir. You know all about endosomes and all that kind of stuff. Exosomes and endosomes. Yeah. They're all they're all reading stuff that isn't there. In fact, we have friends that have done the test. One hour later, it's not there. One hour there, it's there. Back and forth and back and forth. It's ridiculous. It just depends also on circadian rhythms. Those exosomes and endosomes have rhythms they show up one minute not the other so you better if you knew your rhythm you could get away with it but if you don't know your rhythm you're just subject to the lottery of is it going to be there or is it not going to be there by a certain time of day isn't it fascinating how they've been able to pull this whole thing off with all these new cases on a test that it's absolutely fraudulent proven to be fraudulent proven well, I realized that the human race is a lot stupider than I thought it was. Boy. I knew that we were programmed right. and that our educational pro- process was brain making us brain dead. But for people to fall for something like this is just extraordinary. I mean, I, I, I marvel I, at the ability of how how ignorant people are. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm just amazed, too, that um, with all the information out there, uh, I don't know. I guess people just don't look. They're afraid to look or something. And with people like uh, Neil Young, apparently they're taking a lot of Joe Rogan shows off now because of Neil. Remember, Neil Young was part of Buffalo Springfield. Back, back in the day, something's happening here. That was my theme song. And then the needle song, you know, about the needle. Right. That's really ironic. <laughs> um. Yeah, we saw an article, I think they've taken down about a hundred of Rogan's uh, past shows, and 
He's and really, they're donating the money to Black Lives Matter. Is that what I hear? Oh, is you mean the, the GoFundMe? That's right. No, I think. Yeah, I uh, mean, this is yeah, totally I, robbery. Yeah, I think what's happened. There was so much uh, pushback on the GoFundMe idea that they were going to donate it to some charity that uh, um, Texas, Florida, Oklahoma, a couple other AGs, attorney generals, said, we're going to sue you. And GoFundMe has already turned it around, and they're going to return the money rather than give it to the truckers, which is ridiculous. You know? But they're going to return it uh, back to the people. The ten million dollars, and I well, guess our alleged planetary overseers—they're not going to stop. Oh. They're they're going full blown. They're, this is just uh, we have minor victories here. I love what the Canadians are doing at the border, uh, all of that. But we have to be eternally vigilant. I believe one of our founding fathers put it uh, to all this that's happening now. I agree. We have a medical police state that was described in e- I, I urge everybody to read. It's free on the internet. Even Illich's medical nemesis. He predicted all this in 1973 and 1974. He did the, uh, hmm. the French edition, I think, in 73 and the American one in 74. It's on the internet. Everybody should read it to see what the game is. He even, called them way back then, and they had started it. Actually, it started in 1848 with the American medicalists wanting to medicalize the entire world and taking away your right to go to a chiropractor, uh, a herb, herbalist, an acupuncturist, whatever. They had acupuncture in this country during the Civil War. A lot of people don't know that. Is that right? Who was the even Illich, and how do you spell his last name? Uh, even Illich, it's, it's, it's spelled I-L-L-I-C-H. Okay. I urge everybody to read that entire book. I read it in Grass Valley in, I discovered it in 1990, I believe, and just blew my mind. It's an amazing, amazing book. He also wrote a book called De-Schooling Society about how government schooling. Gatto, John Taylor Gatto, wasn't the first one to come up with that. That was even Illich. And de-schooling society is even a better analysis of it about, again, how people are trained to fail you. It's not how high you go. It's how high you didn't go yeah. that determines our educational system. And Illich was on top of it way, way back then. And the medical book is called Medical Nemesis? Medical Nemesis. Mm-hmm. It's a great word for it because it is a nemesis. It's a threat to our health. For, for simple things that you could cure at home uh, with aloe, with sugar, <laughs> for God's sake, uh, with thieves oil, with a whole bunch of simple garlic, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, they, you have to go to a hospital. COVID is not killing people. It's the hospital treatment. Of course. It's, the, it, it's all the, even Tylenol kills people. People have no idea how dangerous Tylenol is and how it damages your liver. Permanently. I've heard that over the years, and there's real, uh, there's real proof behind that. I mean, it's really a dangerous thing. Oh, not only that, but it's been written about in Forbes magazine and in Time magazine. Forbes said 25% of total liver failure is caused directly by Tylenol, acetaminophen. Wow. And, and then Time said 50%. I wonder, what is the difference between 25 and 50 Forbes said when people were taking it and weren't trying to commit suicide. 
But Tylenol is the most popular form of suicide in the United States, maybe in other countries too. So 50% of all liver failures by Tylenol, 25% by suicide, and 25%, I'm just taking a few. I first came on the concept when Cottage Hospital here, now it's an evil institution. But a lot of people don't know that Cottage Hospital locally here was a branch of John Harvey uh, Kellogg, you know, the serial guy. The serial guy. And they did colon work naturally at one time. Yeah. But anyway, when I was a cab driver here in the 70s, uh, they were still kind of good guys. So I had a passenger I picked up at Cottage, and he told me, I went in for a broken bone, and it saved my life. I said, what do you mean? He said, I I'd been taking Tylenol for my arthritis, and the doctor said it destroyed 80% of my liver. Whoa. And so he said, I caught it just in time. So anyway, he did some therapy. I don't know what he did. But that's the first time I heard about it. And then I validated it. Then Forbes wrote about it, about all the people suing J&J, &J, Johnson & Johnson, for Tylenol, killing their kids. And, and they got money for it, but they had a gag order. You can't tell anybody. Now, if my kid something like that happened, forget the gag order. I'd be telling the world <laughs> because by not doing that, they're killing many more people. Yeah. Indeed, when I was in El Paso uh, some years ago, they brought a woman to me that had gone into emergency. He froze up. See, there. and had seizures caused Ray's syndrome. And those are fake. Ray's syndrome is generally fatal. That's also why I don't take aspirin. Do you know that they, some authorities think that Bruce Lee died from aspirin? Aspirin. That he took an aspirin and he got that brain hemorrhage. So I'm not on board with repeat on the aspirin, obviously. Yeah, I he, took my last one in 1958. Yeah, I, I don't mess with it much. I got, got some up there just for emergency. But, so, but Ray Pete, is, he's pretty okay with aspirin isn't he? he's very he's really okay with it uh, i took it in 1958 that's my last time when i when i saw all the ulcers and all the other things now reiki's got answers i respect his uh, opinion about things but when you can thin your blood with ginger more thoroughly than aspirin or even the drugs they give you for uh, to thin your blood why would i take an aspirin in fact i'm cautious with ginger you can take too much and get easy bleeding I, I, one time a lady <laughs> called me up by phone and said, the doctors can't stop her bleeding. I said, do you eat ginger? Oh, yeah. Stop immediately and go buy some vitamin K or take some alfalfa sprouts. Stop the bleeding. She was dying of bleeding to death. Uh, John wants Adam. to know, what is Adam's opinion on um, increasing circulation throughout the body, especially lower limbs? Yeah, I've got a little lower limb thing, too, I'd like to... So I'm glad John asked, because I was going to ask you too. Yeah, I've, I still got some little numbness in my little toes there. It's been going on for years. I suspect it's just a circulation thing. What are some things that John and I could could think about of, you know, all the stretching I'm doing? I'm just not sure what else to do there. Soak them in something? <laughs> to increase the circulation? Yes, sir. Uh, you know, one way is simple walking. Just walk. Yeah, walking. I do a lot of that. Okay. Yeah. Walking is good. And some of this comes from uh, Pavel Tatsalin uh, that uh, uh, you run you run 
alternate, like interval training. You walk, you run, you walk, you run. Uh-huh. Before I ever read about it, I discovered that principle in 1960 when I worked at Thrifty Cutthroat Drugstore. I used to go to work that way. Run 50 steps, walk 100 steps. Run 50 steps. It's a good way of training your heart not to fail you. Obviously, you don't want to trail, uh, train your heart to failure. And uh, then you can get the circulation going. A lot of people don't realize, why does the acupuncturist have two heart meridians? They have a pericardium meridian and a heart. Well, the heart is not a pump. It's a random pump that works with the pressure coming through it, but we couldn't possibly survive with it. So they have the regular heart meridian, the muscle itself, uh, that is at high noon. Then they have the circulation sex meridian or pericardium meridian at night. The two are very different, but the one controls the veins, the venous circulation, which is the the, uh, circulation sex meridian, and the heart meridian is the arteries. Simple as that. They knew thousands of years ago. So... So the, I might be exaggerating. So the six to nine circulation sex time is the time when you would work on more circulation throughout the body rather than the... On your vein. On your vein. Varicose veins, that's the time to work on. I see. And what would you do? Firstly, it's stomach time. What you eat at stomach time has a lot to do uh, with it too. And you always want to make sure you get some vitamin C foods in there uh, in your morning meal. In your morning. So that's why fruit is good in the morning and... Uh, Almonds, I do almonds and fruit. Fruit, any any of the sweet fruit, especially the orangey colored ones, you know, like peaches and mangoes and things like that. Those are real good. Um, well, let's do a couple more emails and I have a few more, my own questions here. Um, what What are some of the better vegetables for people with sensitive balls who don't have regular bowel movements, which are the worst for that condition? So this person is kind of uh, what we call constipated. What are some of the best and the worst for this condition? Good question. Uh, the timing is even more important timing. when you eat those vegetables. Your your fruit is basically that grows on a tree. There are some rare vegetables that do too, you would have in the morning. And then... Your vegetables, your lettuces and your broccoli, things like that at midday. And then your root vegetables at night. And potatoes are wonderful for moving the bowels, Hmm. you know, particularly if you dextronize it at low heat in the oven. But anyway, you can boil it too. We've eaten potato soup. Sometimes we put the soup in the oven and dextronize it a little extra after cooking it. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you're eating whole foods, your bowel on time, your bowels are going to move. It's as simple as that. I have from three to seven bowel movements a day. And some people are going to say, well, is it the vegetables that do that? What about carnivores like a lion? Well, they did an experience, uh, experiment. Lions are in a zoo, right? They can't move around like they usually do. They fed lions nothing but meat, and they had three or four bowel movements a day with me. So when people say, Oh, you need your vegetables to have your bowel movements. You can have it with meat. You're going to eat 100% meat and still have three or four bowel sure. movements if you eat your food on time. Hmm. Yeah, this gentleman. And stay away, from, stay away from things like melted cheese. Cheese is good, 
But melted cheese, the ketones in your saliva harden it, and you get what's called bizarres in your body where these things form concretions. Most people die from gallstones, not from it being in the gallbladder, but from it getting lost in the small intestines, all tangled up, and it starts to get concretions. And your gallstone can grow to the size of a baseball softball Mm. in your intestines. And then if that reaches a sequel valve, death, it's all over. So most people die from gallstones and the ileocecal valve, not common bile duct or out of the gallbladder itself. That's a little valve that the lower right that is allowing the small intestine to go into the large, correct? Yeah. People who have that clogged up have problems with decisions, by the way. Huh. There's always a psychosomatic aspect. Sure. So all you have to do is rub it, either pull it up or down and do a muscle test to see. Most people have it stuck open rather than closed. Closed, you need a chiropractic adjustment. But open, all you have to do is pull up on it. It strengthens your muscle and closes it. It will close automatically by simply massaging it. So I guess when it's open, it could cause all kinds of things that they have names for, you know. What are some of the names? Um, SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, all kinds of stuff, right? that they put names to. uh, But if things are not going downhill and coming back uphill with it open, who knows what what kind of challenges you could be faced with. You know, Ray Pete correctly found that his professor in Oregon there at one time could find the smell of feces in the breath in the morning. Really? We have retropulsion of the intestine. If a person gets slightly upset before eating, their, their contents of the duodenum will go back into the stomach and neutralize the acids. Mm-hmm. Every time it's been proven by tests. So when I eat, if I see something that upsets me about COVID or something on the news, I watch a little George Carlin or something to cheer me up for about <laughs> 20 minutes before I put anything in my mouth. Uh, because you're not going to get optimum digestion. You're going to have basically an alkali in your stomach that it interferes. And they found even minor irritations will back flush it. Our colon is not just a one-way street. Anyone who's vomited will tell you that, that yeah. it can work both ways. That's a good but idea. it can come all yeah. the way from your anus all the way up to your mouth overnight. Isn't that fascinating how just our state of consciousness, you know, I mean, long ago folks told us nobody ever listened, right? You just need to eat and sit and be quiet, chew your food, you know, have a nice little meal with some, you know. Remember 30, 40 years ago, we were being told to do that. I mean, I never did that. I always watched a movie or something, you know. But it's it's that critical, our state of consciousness and what is happening in, in the stomach, right? Yeah, back in the day, they used to know that when you were upset, you got stomach ulcers from being upset. It was proved over yeah, and over. That's proved. Then they decided they didn't want us to know that. So now it's H. pylori. Right. 97% of people on earth have H. pylori. 97% don't have ulcers. But they've done studies. of so When you get upset, your stomach turns bright red. Whoa. There is some research that a woman is opposite. Her stomach turns bright white. But I haven't seen a validation of that particular study that was done in the 40s. 
But uh, but needless to say, the stomach starts doing things like that. Also, when a person's upset, diabetes can be created and uncreated by being unstressed. That was proved back in the 40s over and over again. And now, like you have type 1 diabetes, it's incurable. You have type 2, it's uncurable. That's just not true. The mind is more powerful. As Carl Jung said, that people think of the mind as being insignificant. The mind rules over the body. It's not the other way around. And of course, soul, you go beyond that as well. Right. But mind is what gets us in trouble. Soul never gets you in trouble, but mind is what gets you in trouble. And my experience is, is then when we are confused and allowing mind to run the show, which is a wonderful servant but a terrible master, as they say, then all bets are off on what's going to happen because you're in the land of opposites, right? It's always something with the mind. Yep. It's always something, right? No, no, you can't do that? No, do that. You can't do that? Do that. It's a, the yin and yang of, of life. And by the way, synchronization uh, is one of the things. This is something that solar nutrition does. If, uh, and in, in bodybuilding and strength, you want synchronization of all of your cells. How can a million fireflies in Asia all beat at the same time. And how when audiences clap, sometimes suddenly you hear one clapping yep. and all the others in time. The truth is, and this is the basis of solar nutrition, a Dutch man discovered maybe in 1600, he was a clockmaker. He put a grandfather clock on the wall and he put a bunch of other ones on the wall. Within 24 hours, every smaller clock was time to the bigger clock. Same thing happens with metronome. Fascinating. Happens with brain cells. Heart happens with heart cells. If you don't have synchronization of the heart, uh, you don't have a heartbeat. You can get too much synchronization too, like activating your muscle 100% and having it ripped off the bone. You don't want that. <laughs> the idea is to get a certain amount of synchronization going. That's the basis of solar nutrition, strength, a lot of principles in life. Have you ever seen? I'm sure you've seen it. What do they call that when these cabillions of birds all get together and they? What are they? What is that called? Um, when they flock exactly and they yeah, have a what's, military. What's the word pattern. for that? It's there's a word for that. Uh, synchrony comes to mind, but they have another word. There's an, another word for it. Lynn probably knows it. She's taking notes here this morning. Lynn, who lives in the flattest state of the country, Nebraska. <laughs> Uh, she takes notes for us. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Our, eight, our 888 number is listening. Lots of people on on uh, uh, audio and quite a few on video, too. Adam's got the biggest audience ever on video. and um, Well, not the biggest, but big. So if you'd like to ask him a question or have a comment, 888-663-6386. Email Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. You know, I've been doing on the toes thing. I've been rebounding on my toes, so I'm thinking that might help, huh? Just rather than on my feet, toes. That might help loosen things up. But on, on yeah. a, let me ask you this, Adam. On a pure physiological level, with with the toes and the little bit of, uh, and I'm really splitting hairs here, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just feeling little things that I like to work on or not work on. Um, 
with the numbness I have in some of my toes, um, could I assume that that the any kind of constriction in the um, circulation would be further up calves as opposed to down near the toes? There would be a way of knowing that? Usually it is. Sometimes the circulation of the feet can be on the side of the groin where the lymphatics are. Whoa. Uh, same with the hand. If you have a hand problem, you work the armpit. Yeah. And what you do is you press till you get a nerve, and you can feel it tingle in a particular finger. Yeah, yeah. And then you work that point. I Same see. with the feet. You can actually go in, in beside the inner leg and work it where the lymphatics are. That's what, when a person has an infection, it swells at the armpits. It swells at the side of the, uh, Interesting. the, the neck and the, and the groin. Those are important points for controlling any kind of numbness, inflammation or whatever in the human body interesting so do you think in general adam bergstrom that any place that we can push and feel and stuff in our body if there's a soreness we should work that area generally definitely particularly if you have an injured now obviously if you hit yourself on the coffee table yeah, it's in the shin yeah. you don't want to work that reflex works like a bullet when the bullet goes in, it causes the large part on the outer part. In, in other words, you have a small hole and a large hole at the back. Right. You don't want to work where it went in because you make the small hole larger. You want to go and make the larger hole smaller by working on it. That's the principle of reflex. So let's say I injure my fist by punching something, a piece of metal, and I'm not a martial artist, right? right? What do I do? I immediately hit my elbow as hard as I can, and automatically the pain goes away. That's the whole principle of reflexology. Wow. Think of ourselves as metal. If I hit my foot, it vibrates at the top of the head. So any place you know that if you have a symbol, whether it's this size or that size, you can tell it's a symbol. A drum, you can tell it's a drum. A gong, you can tell it's a gong. Well, a knee looks like this part of the jaw and looks like my elbow. So I can work on my elbow and work on my knee and work on this part of my jaw, hmm. or I can work on the jaw. Now I have a scar. You'll notice a little tiny mole here. Yeah. I have that scar on my knee and I have it in my eye reflex and I have it in my elbow. <laughs> so that's when I first realized this stuff is real, what they're talking about. <laughs> you do one part mimics another. Look at my, arms like that it's my intestines this is my flexor on the left side my uh, descending flexor and that's my ascending flexor hepatic flexor the splenic flexor you can actually work that and work on your intestines pretty cool and same with the knees cross your knees over and you have an exact reflex of the of the intestines with the part near the uh uh near the flexors toward the knee and when you get away from the flexors toward the bottom, it's at the hips. So we have a complete reflex system with overlaps. There's multiple systems. Everybody's seen the upside down baby for the ear. That's yeah. if you press hard. Mm -hmm. If you press lighter, it's a, a man standing upright. If you use magnetics or color therapy, it's a head of an adult upright. These reflexes work on our 
what's it, what's it called? Uh, we have uh, we have middle tissue, uh, outer tissue, and uh, and uh, it, it, outer tissue, inner tissue, and middle tissue, and that's what that's based on. Um, Lynn just sent this. Well, this is interesting. When starlings swarm together, it's called murmuration. But there's another word, but that's probably right. I don't know the term for the other birds. Huge flocks of birds dance in unison is a mesmerizing, always a mesmerizing show. They call it a murmuration. Refers to the phenomenon when starlings swarm together, flying in a whirling, swift, changing pattern. You've seen that. It's crazy. How these, it peop- is amazing. How these people know where all the other birds. ones are going, and they're all doing the same thing, man, and they're just doing it. It's beautiful. Wow. And they don't bump into each other. No. You remember when the old TVs, when you would turn it off and you would get that pattern? Uh-huh. How come none of those little electrons bump into each other? Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Nature, we talk about entropy, but nature has something called negentry. Now, isn't it interesting? It's negative to be positive. <laughs> what do they call negative it? The I, I didn't get that word. Nature calls it. Oh, entropy is a word for things breaking down. The second law of thermodynamics. Uh-huh. Uh, negentropy means it builds up. Well, of course it builds up. There is an order to the universe. According to scientists, the universe was built with the Big Bang and it's running down. Absolute nonsense. <laughs> Absolute two nonsense. forces in nature. Acid alkaline, anabolic, catabolic, all kinds of names for it. And, uh, and we have equal forces and we can balance it. If you're in the middle, it's equanimity, dynamic. You go nighttime, daytime, hmm. acid, alkaline. We're designed to work with those two principles and we don't want to dampen the curve. If you stay in light all day, 24 hours, it weakens the body. If you stay in dark 24 hours a day, it weakens the body. Ideally, 12 hours in 12 hours or, or by seasons, a different adjustment sure. of that is the healthiest for our body. Whatever. Uh, if you're, oh, well, we just got a call in, Adam. And if you're on hold, stay right there. We're going to get to you. Let's do a quick little break here. And then we're going to, yeah, uh, get back to um, Adam Bergstrom in a phone call. God, it's so fun to have an 800 number that works. Previously, with our friend Brandon Amalani of Shen Blossom. A good example of this also is like the Hoshi Wu formula. Mm. That is, um, mm. that's a new one that came out. It's, it's really good because it's a blood builder. A lot of people don't understand that Hoshi Wu is actually toxic if it's not prepared correctly. Um, so I wanted to come out with one that not only features the Hoshu Wu as the king herb in the formula, but it's prepared of a minimum of 14 days. Usually we try and get 20, 21 days of cooking it. So you can think of it as like it's in a slow cooker with black beans. um, And it's basically just cooking down and deactivating some of those liver toxic compounds. So we do use that as like the bulk of the formula, but we basically put a lot of like mature ginseng root, like in our root extract, we have the fermented and hydrolyzed pearl powder, reishi stem, and it's got Shudi Hong, which is like a Romania type family. We got both the prepared warm stuff and then the cool stuff to kind of balance it out in the sense so it doesn't become sticky. If you get a good quality Hoshi Wu that's properly prepared, it definitely has some invigorating qualities to it and makes you feel relaxed, but yet fully vigorous and energized. Now, that's the kind of Hoshi Wu that you would like, right? 
really nice products, as you can hear. If you'd like to order Hoshu Wu or the other products, click on Shen Blossom right there on the front page, OneRadioNetwork.com. And uh, I have my Hoshu Wu. Adam would be proud of me at uh, 5 to 7 o'clock evening, kidney time. It's really fun. And guys, if you, if you like to uh, want to build up a kind of uh, more sexual vitality, it's a family show, so I'll leave it at that. You can use Hoshi Wu as in the Chinese medicine folks, they claim, they, they believe that the kidney is one of the real source of the yang, you know, the jing and uh, the juice uh, for uh, things, all things romantic. Hoshi Wu. And then, if you really want to get romantic, this is called Arise. This is an amazing formula. Guys, you could probably take this every day. It's just a nice herbal combination of, I've read the ingredients before, garlic stuff and, oh, all kinds of things. Um, Wild yam and uh, cumin and pyrosa leaf and sal palmetto, little thing there for Mr. Prostate and shizo scrapes, chive scrapes, all foods. Pretty cool. And uh, you could take this at circulation sex time, 6 to 9 p.m. And um, kind of nice thing. It's called Arise. It's a great company, and it's from Brandon Amalani of Shen Blossom. Shen Blossom. We've been selling quite a few saunas of late. Not sure why, except people are finding out more about them from our different shows that go off, you know, in a bit shoot and people pass them around, getting new people that way. So, you know, while I'm thinking about it, uh, while I have the sauna picture up, that's really a cool thing. A lot of uh, folks uh, email me from time to time and, you know, say, I'd love to buy some of your products, but I just don't have the in my budget and like to support you, here's $10. And we get those, and it's great. It just means so much. I mean, 10 bucks. it's just the, the thought, of course. But uh, let me put myself up there while I'm doing this. And um, But that's one thing that you can do if you like to support what we do here on our little show. And believe me, compared to most, it's little. But uh, we go for quality, not, you know, doesn't matter is pass on our links. You go on BitChute. The link there is on our front page. You can pass on those video links. Uh, just send in the, you know, friends and family. Say, man, this is interesting. Why watch this. Do that. Or the audio. If folks like to listen just to the audio, the audio shows are on our front page. So anyway, that's a really cool way that you can support us. And, you know, just pass on, spread the love, as they say. Just spread the love. I am in this my little sauna every day of my life and I have been for a long time and um, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Here's physicist, biologist, chemist, Dr. Gerald Pollack on Far Infrared Saunas. Infrared uh, energy is what builds this fourth phase of water. And the idea of a sauna, you know, you go in and you sweat and you, you receive this infrared energy and you feel great after you, uh, after you come out. I felt uh, the same and so have so many people. And most of us think, well, you know, it's just... Uh, 
some sort of psychological issue, and it, 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 it might be. However, experimentally, we know that infrared energy builds the fourth phase. Your cells should be or should be filled with this fourth phase, but, uh, but you know, we're, we tend to be somewhat dehydrated uh, and missing some of this, this fourth phase. And so what happens is if you subject yourself to infrared, the infrared is absorbed by your body, absorbed by your cells, and it converts ordinary water to fourth phase water, and then you feel better. How cool is that, structuring the water in your body with the relax far infrared sauna that's pretty cool patrick oh we have it on it is cool i mean come on (laughs) if you'd like to uh, get this sauna and then you too can practice wim hof like we're doing i'm going to talk to adam about uh jump into a ice cold shower after the sauna and then you can even get back in and do it again for 10 minutes and jump back in Email me is the only way to get the real, the good price. The friend, good buddy price, the family price here at One Radio Network is Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Got an email from a lady who wants a sonnet uh, this morning. She lives in Dallas. So that will cost her 1,295 Federal Reserve notes such as they are. And then she'll get a tax title and delivered. FedEx Ground, one two nine five. Uh, we shipped one to Canada, fourteen ninety five uh, a few days ago, and that's delivered price. So you're not going to get this price anywhere else. It is so such a good price that they do not allow us to put it on in print uh, because they actually would like us to charge more. But we kind of talk them into. I mean, I'd rather have less. You know, just get more people into it. That's the way I like to do it. Spread the spread the love, you know what I mean? So if you'd like to get the price, you get this on a Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Regardless of where you live, we can shoot it to you. And uh, the only place we haven't been able to deliver it, and this may have changed since Herr Her Mer- Her Merkel is gone, is they wouldn't let us ship it to Hawaii. I mean, to Germany, which is real weird. Again, we've never figured out exactly why that is from the hill country in texas this is one radio network.com adam bergstrom is our guest on the first monday of the month and also the third wednesday mr bergstrom thank you so much for taking your time to be here Uh, we really appreciate your efforts and your research and love you much Appreciate you having me on, Patrick. <laughs> My pleasure. You're the bomb, man. I don't know. I don't know of anybody that does the kind of research that you do. It's like, and you've been at it for so long. It's like, are you have you been pretty good at, at even pre-computer days? How did you save all this information? You know, prior to 1995. You know, weirdly, when I had a typewriter, uh, I typed everything up for hours and hours. And talk about synchronicity. One of the things that happens with solar nutrition and meditation and other ways is that when I was going to talk about strength after the subject came up, uh, I went through some of my old notes from the 19 uh, from 1990. And I found the same information Pavel talked about in an old strength and health magazine that I'd 
typed the articles word for word on my typewriter. Hmm. And I was so OCD. If I made a mistake, I'd rip the whole paper out and start again. So the <laughs> internet's been great with cutting paste since then. Because I took all that time to be on the typewriter and still had time to hitchhike and do all kinds of other ridiculous things and work other jobs at the same time. Yeah. Oh, this is, before we move on, this is from uh, the lady that was talking about constipation. She said, could Adam tell us some of the most constipating, I think you did on the cheese, any other constipating foods for this lady? Well, here's the most uh, constipating foods. Melted cheese, yeah. not regular cheese, However, processed cheese like Velveeta is totally indigestible because it's heated and processed beyond food. It's like swallowing chewing gum. Other foods that uh, if you eat deeply fried oils, deeply fried, if you fry them with go beyond the smoke point, it's okay. And let's see, popcorn. popcorn. That's a surprise for a lot of people. Popcorn will cause all kinds of problems and here in cottage hospital again i believe it was a doctor put on a on a death certificate death by popcorn and yes it can give you a heart attack and kill you oh. the bureaucrats at the hospital the hospital administrator made him take it off and put something else on but he said well the popcorn killed him and in fact my co-author of yes no maybe has an interesting story her uncle uh well, his wife was away someplace, uh, was eating popcorn and drinking beer. Beer generates gas, popcorn blockages. He had a massive heart attack and was medevaced to a hospital in Phoenix. She visits him and they couldn't get him to, to poop. They even used a drill to try and get the Whoa. heart of feces out of his rectum. Whoa. Well, she goes and goes to get something to eat, comes back. And you know how the hospitals have, I mean, how the police have those yellow, uh, you know, do not pass yeah, crime right. scene? Right. That's in the room. So she's, what happened? Well, they rolled him over and they'd given him a bunch of uh, cathartics, the purgatives. And when he rolled over, he erupted. The entire hospital room had feces on the ceiling, on the walls, Whoa. and every place. God love <laughs> They had to take him out of the room sterilize the entire room, clean it, and repaint it because of it. So that's my ultimate popcorn and beer story. <laughs> popcorn and beer. We never put it in the Yes, No, Maybe book because we, my co-author was going to get the permission from the uncle, who eventually did die of a heart attack, by the way. If you eat that kind of food like popcorn and fried oil, and even black pepper, black pepper can block the gallbladder up. So I gave up black pepper a long time now, and I see, oh, you can't digest turmeric without black pepper. Lots of luck. You'll digest the turmeric, but you're going to end up with gallstones. And liver cancer is one of the possibilities out of eating too much black pepper. Too much. A little bit. It's okay. You know, a little bit of anything. I think yeah. you want to do that so that your liver can, say, identify things. Otherwise, it gets blindsided. You know, you need to identify certain yeah. toxins, and we're designed that way. There's no way you can eat and not get a toxin. And some of those toxins are called antioxidants. They actually work by stimulating the body in the same way that if you have a cramp, do you massage it lightly? No, you put more of a cramp on it by stepping on the thing, 
and then it goes away. Hmm. That's the principle of the most so-called uh, antioxidants. They're really poisons, but they're good poisons if you take them in homeopathic or isopathic amount.